We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oklahoma City Thunder select Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga University. What a pass. Giddy underneath for JRE. The reverse and the rookie-to-rookie action. SGA defended closely by Westbrook. Tough step back. Gets up the shot. Banks This is Udart. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast, coming to you live Sunday, October 2nd. We are brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin, and we have a packed house here. We've got J.D. Silva. Hello. Got Taylor Peterson. How about those Chiefs and the Thunder play tomorrow? It's a good night. Good night. We've got Justin Peabody. Hello, everybody. And the one and only Nicholas Crane. Nothing would make me happier if is if other than if Taylor said let's go Chiefs while it's halftime <laughs> and the game's not even over, <laughs> acting like it's already a, a win in the bag and they lose. And everyone listening to this in the morning gets to make gets fun to of hear me <laughs> cry at the end of this. Uh, <laughs> before we dive into stuff tonight, guys, few things. First off. I've been plugging them a lot lately. I have a whole bunch of hats going out in the mail tomorrow. So here's the uncontested hat. If you're watching the live stream, you know you want one. They're clean. They're awesome. They got the big U, Thunder U, uncontested. They say the uncontested on the back. They are beautiful. If you want a hat, very limited run. I've got a handful of them left. You got to get in the DMs uh, on whichever social platform you want. Hit us up for a hat. We will get you one ordered and mailed out to you ASAP. I feel like I'm running like a small business over here in my house. It's crazy. Got a USPS account and everything. We also have new uncontested stickers. If you order a hat, I'll send you a free sticker. If you don't want a hat, but you do want a sticker, just drop a five-star rating wherever you get your podcasts at. Screenshot it. Send it to us in a DM along with your address. I will package you up a sticker in a little envelope. I'll handwrite your address on it. I'll even put your Twitter at if you want. <laughs> Um, I've had to do that on a few of those, and I feel kind of awkward. Like, at Sinboy Poku, and then, instead of like their actual name. It's really funny. That's funny. I will mail stickers out to you for a five-star rating. Tomorrow, 
Monday night, probably today, if you're listening to this podcast on Monday, first Thunder preseason game means first uncontested post-game podcast. Oh, shit. Here we go again. <laughs> your boy, tr- your boy is going to have it. I'm running the post-game tomorrow. I cannot wait. Get everyone in here in the YouTube chat with us afterwards. Talk about what we see from the Thunder. J-Dub dropped 30. <laughs> is it 40? Does Poku have a 5x5? Five five? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. But it's going to be a blast. So make sure to join us for the post game tomorrow. Super excited about that. The game is on the Thunder app. And I think at the, the Thunder's website is where you can watch it. It's not on Bally Sports. Uh, it might be on League Pass. Is that correct? No. No League I Pass. I don't, I don't think so. Just the Thunder app or Thunder website, whatever. I think, I think there's some exclusivity with these first few i think because i think bali has to be streaming for the nba league pass app to rip that that stream gotcha playing international teams there could be some like some some networking yeah some right right yeah Yeah. well so just to to plug next week's show week from today we'll be doing our bets pod so if anybody has any unique punishments please let us know you have one week oh people are already in the dms yes, and they, they are did. wild there's some yeah. deranged shit in <laughs> oh, those no. dms well, it's incredible the reason i bring that up is because i want to do a little teaser version of that i don't want to do like any bets but i want you guys to go quick round table when the game finishes tomorrow night think about like if you're right in the front page of the newspaper in oklahoma What's what's the headline on the sports section tomorrow as it relates to the first preseason game? Who goes championship first? or bust? <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, no, in all honesty, um, no one got hurt. <laughs> Sign me up for that headline. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no Shay, no problem. Oh, no wow. So they Josh win, Giddy. huh? They win. Oh wow! Uh, Josh Giddy finishes seven of nine from three. Oh my oh, god! <laughs> You're supposed to keep the hot takes for next. Gotta get wild. Tomorrow's not, tomorrow night's game is in Denver, so the headline is "Poku hype higher than anyone in Denver." <laughs> <laughs> As he drops thirty-five and five. Is that about? Is that about cannabis or like elevation? Yes. See all, all of above. the above. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Speaking of the bets pod, Nick just mentioned it next Sunday. So. Send us over your best bets, your best punishments, so we can get them in. I paid off a bet yesterday. Yeah, you did. I had a big old Amazon box waiting for me. <laughs> What's uh, in that Amazon box, Justin? A three double stuff packs of Oreos, because I bet you that uh, Josh Giddy would be the youngest player in the NBA to record a triple-double. We all know how that turned out. Um, <laughs> fabulous. My wife's already body shaming me, and I haven't even opened the package yet. Hey, if you don't give some of those Oreos to the infant, I will be upset. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. think that's advised. <laughs> Get them started early. Hey, they have like a bottle, right? <laughs> Drop that bad milk boy in the cookies. bottle. Milk and cookies. Mm. Start them early, man. <laughs> Start them early. Hey, speaking of bets yeah. and triple doubles, Justin owes me a triple patty hamburger. Indeed. Ooh, Come on down. We'll I, get we'll get you three by three and in and out. Oh, and hey, and out. <laughs> I'm not even way? I'm not even joking with you right now, Justin. I am on fall break Thursday and Friday, and hey, my oh. wife has to teach still. <laughs> I might just drive down to Dallas. 
<laughs> just for the internet. Just for a cheeseburger. Just for the internet. Amazing. Um, That's awesome. It was only Taylor, Justin, and I on the bets pod last year, so we Towers. are paying paying off bets. Yeah, I think that means we need Nick and Kamiar and Silva to finance some of these bet payoffs. I agree. Were, uh, oh, wow. Uh, well, one that doesn't need financing mm. that I might get kicked off the show after. I'm I so made excited. a bet last year with both Taylor and Justin. <laughs> and I said that Trey Mann would play more G League games than NBA games. What an idiot. Hey, I apologies, <laughs> multiple apologies to Trey Man on this episode. First for that bet, because Trey is cold. He is awesome. <laughs> I think he's going to have a huge role in this team next season. One of the guys I'm most excited to watch preseason basketball for is Trey Man. Second reason I need to apologize to Trey is because the payoff for this bet that I lost <laughs> was whoever lost had to wrap a Trey 1K track. <laughs> Live One of my on better the, punishments I've ever come up with. Yeah, live on the uncontested podcast. Yes. Y'all ready? Yes, <laughs> I've been as waiting a year for be. this, Jacob. This no. is not going to be good. <laughs> I can't rap. This is oh, going to be, be more great. like me talking the lyrics. Um, for the for the re- record, um, no profane language. Uh, shout out to Trey One K and his first uh, his first song drop on. Apple Music, so I don't have to say any profane words on the podcast. Not that I don't already, but um, <laughs> I don't know. I uh, the first time I've ever felt nervous on the podcast. Ayo, here we embarrassment go. is real. I don't like that I'm full screened either. <laughs> J1K, I love it. As I walk along this long road Lord, I know that it can get cold Okay, but I'm the coldest Never been burned on my shoulders Never been the type to get caught up in my emotions Dream big, I got dreams bigger than oceans And I can feel the hate coming from ones that feel the closest Still won't let it change, remain the same till it's over Still won't let it change, remain the same till it's over God, I ask that you help me fight these demons. Help me manage problems that all this money might bring me. If I let you drive the boat, would you keep my head up from sinking? Say time is everything we have and don't just let that sink in. And this life is just a sin for forgiveness. My vision 2020, I spot the fakers from a distance. I'm in this for respect, you want the fame and that's the difference. So when your fame runs out, all you really left with is pictures. Hey. Apologies, Trey 1K. I butchered the hell out of that. <laughs> I just watched our viewer numbers just go down, down, <laughs> down. <All right. laughs> Meek Leak said, oh, no, Jacob. Please, no. Uh, yeah, I did I it. You did great. I Thank think you. you did better than I did at, at singing the French National Anthem. Hey, gosh, that, was a great one. that French National Anthem slapped. Um, <laughs> I have paid my dues. I don't know well how many done. more bets I have to pay off, but follow us on all of our social channels where we are posting all the bets payoffs so you can see all of them. <laughs> Gentlemen, with that being said, let's talk some Thunder basketball. As I was sitting in bed this morning doing nothing except scrolling on my phone, watching TikToks, the Thunder start making some moves. Some stuff starts Big to hit moves. the wire. First one that comes across. Sterling Brown has been waived by the Oklahoma City Thunder. Nick, give us the deep analysis on this move. 
I had never been more distraught than when this news dropped this morning. Um, it kind of felt like KD leaving again, but um, I, I think they'll just like last time, they'll have a, a good opportunity to try to to backfill him and re- regenerate that production that's being lost. <laughs> Do we expect shaking. the other the other three Rockets that came over to to meet the same fate over the next week? Mm, yes. The only one I, I'd I still be, think so. Yeah. And Marquise Chris was involved in that, right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. He's the, the only... only one that's a maybe for me. Yeah, just because they need a, another big with favors being gone now. Yep. David th- Mwaba. Meek Leak in the chat said exactly what I was just thinking, which is why not all four? Like I yeah, I, this is that was the only thing that like threw me off about this news is like why was it just about Sterling Brown? I like I kind of expected it to be all four, like, all right, mm-hmm. they're all gone. Trade's gone through, see you later. So maybe they are willing to check some of those guys out, see if they could earn a spot, see if they're a fit. And Sterling Brown was just like, no, nah, I'm good. Or the Thunder were like, no, nah, I'm good. Either way, it's kind of interesting. Um, I would expect since the other three didn't get announced now that like maybe they're going to get a little bit of time in training camp before that happens, a couple days at least, and kind of see what they have potentially. I don't know. It's interesting because they had practice today. I don't think any of them are in town. Like the Thunder hasn't like posted on social media any of like the the promo pictures of those guys and any yeah. updates on like numbers they're wearing. So they're not mm-hmm. here. I don't think they're going to be in Denver tomorrow. Mm-mm. Yeah. I think it, they're all going to get cut personally. Speaking of I... Oh, go ahead, Nick. No, I was going to say the only reason, I, only reason I like Chris is the um <clears throat> the vertical spacing. I I think that having a guy that's not part of the long-term plans, which if they kept Chris likely wouldn't be part of the long-term plans unless he just balled out and fit nicely. Um, Having like a lob threat or somebody that can help enhance the game of some of the guards, I think would be like worth a roster spot. Um, Because right now, even, even with like JRE Bay, like I I don't know who is a real lob threat on this team. And we talked last year about, Get Shea and Josh a lob threat or get these young yep. guys a lob threat. If if Chris can be that and dunk the ball four times a game on a lob, he's worth it. Jada might be the biggest lob threat at this point with Chet being out. That's a really good point. And I was going to mention that too. Obviously, that was supposed to be Chet. Now he's not there. But to yep. your point, Nick, like Chris fits that role. But at the same time, he's not a vertical lob threat, a kind of player who's going to help this team too much. So you can still get a feel for that. Kind of like when we talk about Mascalas playing alongside those guys, uh, kind of imitating a Chet type of role that that Chet will play when he's healthy again. I see what you're saying there with Chris. It makes a lot of sense. I know Jacob and I talked, uh, uh, I think we agreed on Wednesday that that would probably be our bet if any of the four players were to actually stick around here in OKC. Yeah, it's interesting. I I feel like I have to be the guy to say the Thunder are very intentional about their locker room and their culture. I don't know if Chris necessarily, Marquise Chris necessarily fits that. Uh, he was in Golden State, uh, fit in well with those guys. Uh, that, for all intents and purposes, is a, a very good locker room, a very good culture, and a very good franchise. Um, just I, I think that's part of the equation. I don't know where that plays in, and I don't know Marquise Chris personally, so I can't weigh on that. Uh, the other news that came across today, very interesting wording by the Thunder. And like immediately uh, after too. Yeah. Uh, the, the Thunder the have signed Sacha Kalia Jones 
who is a big man, played at Kentucky with Shea Gilgis-Alexander. Never been in the league before. I think he's played on some summer league teams, maybe on some G League teams. He's played overseas. They say they've signed him. Is that to an Exhibit 10? They don't have an open two-way. Is that to like a legit roster spot? Is this guy going to stay around? Is this just for G League purposes? They sign him, they cut him, they have their G League rights. What are we looking at with this guy? What, what's what's the move here by by signing him? I felt like that was very out of left field this morning. I think, this is not confirmed, um, him being signed to Exhibit 10 was reported back in July by Michael Scotto. Um, it was Ooh. never on the NBA transaction log. It was never announced by the Thunder. I think this is the same deal, mm-hmm. but just now officially announced. So I think it's that Exhibit 10. That's exactly what I was certain roster moves. Yeah. Interesting. Good find you too. Well, I first, I go, I Googled his name. (laughs) That was the first thing I did. Like who? And uh, that's what came up is, is some articles from like late July talking about the thunder signing him to an exhibit 10. So I think, I think you're dead on Jacob. I think it's securing G league rights. So sign him to the exhibit 10, send him down to the blue, see what he can do. Um, uh, personally, I, I don't think it's much more than that, but it definitely definitely is interesting, especially on the heels of the Sterling Brown announcement. Now, one thing I did find, you guys mentioned, obviously, that he played with SGA, SGA at Kentucky, and we also know that Pressy does love a good former Kentucky player, but he also shares a agent with Josh Giddy, and we know how big Pressy is on relationships. Um, obviously, I agree. It's nothing more than probably just a training camp invite and then to play with the OKC Blue, there, there's some relationships there for sure, and um, we we know Presti values those, so worth noting. Definitely. Anything else you guys are expecting? We kind of already talked about the other Houston Rockets guys. I'm on team. Wave them all. Uh, if they do wave <laughs> them all, do they go into the season with 14 guys on full contracts, or does a guy like Lindy Waters? get an opportunity and, and, and get bumped up on the Lou Dort special type of contract. What, where do you guys see this going as we enter preseason and start coming down the stretch here about a little less than three weeks away from the season? Wouldn't be, I wouldn't be totally surprised if, if Lindy Waters name was brought up or if there was just a, a name, another Sacha Kalea Jones that we just never heard of that gets added to the end of the roster right before the season starts, uh, Lindy seems to hang out with the guys a lot and like generally just around the team a ton. And it uh, seems like he's been training a lot this offseason with them. Wouldn't be surprised if he was the guy. I think my head's at, I, I'd be more surprised if it was Lindy than if it was one of the Rockets guys. I, I and, and I'd be more surprised if it was an open spot. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to leave that spot open. I think they're going to keep that roster number at 15. I think it's probably one of the Rockets guys. I, I don't know if it's Chris. I mean, I think your concerns are valid about culture, locker room fit, that kind of stuff. But maybe it's one of the other ones um, or maybe it's somebody random. But I, I would I personally would be kind of surprised if it was um, Lindy Waters or one of the other guys that are kind of on the, the two way G League blue circuit. I think that's fair. I, I could see also having an open roster spot and 
maybe converting Lindy at the end of the year, depending on how things go. That can make a lot of sense. Matt Clark's in the chat kind of mentions that as well. Uh, I think something like that makes a little bit of sense. It's going to be fascinating, though, because we know that there's still a lot of stuff that still needs to unfold before we get to the regular season. Awesome. I left everybody speechless. Indeed. No, well, <laughs> our guy Nick Crane just breaking news here live on the pod. Marquise Chris is listed as day to day on the injury report for tomorrow OKC, tomorrow's OKC Denver preseason game. He is on that injury report. Look at that. Day to day with uh, may or may not be waived. Let me let me give a clarification. He's on the ESPN injury report, which is different than the one the team reports to oh, okay. the NBA, mm-hmm. which will come out tomorrow. God, it's been so long I forget. There's like a deadline, like 1 p.m. or something for a 6 o'clock game. So we'll know gotcha. for sure tomorrow. Interesting. Actually, 8 o'clock game tomorrow, Nick. Is Thank it really? Thank you very much. Yeah. God, I'm really, time, baby. I'm really on my game. Perfect for me. <laughs> That's like right after little guy goes down. Yes. When your same little guy goes down? Same. <laughs> oh, no. Easy, hey, Nick. These are no. children. Uh, I've got a very strict schedule, Nick. you got to stick to it. Oh, my God. For Justin, yeah. that's whenever all the pumpkin pie runs out, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Silva, yeah. will you play the ads before we move on to some things we're looking forward to in preseason? Yeah. What's up, Thunder fans? This is Jacob from the Uncontested Podcast. And I'm here to let you know that we have fully redesigned our merch store to get you the best Thunder swag available. Just visit CottonBureau.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find all of our new designs. That's C-O-T-T-O-N-B-U-R-E-A-U.com and search the Uncontested Podcast to find new drops like Josh Giddy's Wizard of Oz or an ode to the Trey Man step back. We've also got all the classics like Dortal Combat, Lu Tang Clan, and everyone's favorite MVP, Shea Gilgis Alexander. The best part? You can get any design and the style of apparel you want. So if you're gearing up for the summer and want a tank top, needing a hoodie for the winter in Australia, or you're wanting a Pokemon onesie for your baby, we've got you covered. Make sure to go to CottonBureau.com and search The Uncontested Podcast to get your new Thunder gear today. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back. Gentlemen, preseason basketball, 24 hours away. So today on this show, we're going to look at the five biggest things we are looking for in the Thunder preseason. Five things. Five whole things. I'm also echoing from somebody. I don't know where that's coming from. Thing number one. And Justin, we're going to start with you. And we're just going to round table and talk about all five of these things. Thing number one that we're looking for in Thunder preseason. Is the Trey man hype real? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my heart says. Uh, I'm very, 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 very excited about watching Trey man. I think multiple people have talked about his um, body transformation. That was a definitely a big theme from, from media days. I think that, uh, I, I'm excited to see what he worked on in the off season. We saw the space creation. I'd love to see an improvement in like finishing and things like that. I, I want to see, you know, can he, he shot 39% from three last year. Is that a sustainable number? Can it go up? What's his ceiling in that regard? Um, I'd love to see him, you know, kind of leading a second unit more often. I think there, there's a lot of different places that he could evolve his game this season i'm excited to see all of it um we did some like bold ish but cautionary comparisons to rookie james harden last year does second year trey man look like second year james harden if it does i think you you definitely start to buy into some of that that trey man hype can he take that evolution in his game this year Um, but as of now i'm i'm putting my eggs in the trey man basket I would agree. Um, I also think this Justin's famous uh, quote that he always says about uh, summer league not meaning anything. I kind of take the same of preseason. Um, so, do I think Trayman will ball out? Yes. Do I think that is like okay? Yeah, this is real. Not quite. Not quite. But I am excited for it. Nick, what could Trey do in the preseason to? start to lead you down the path down. Yeah. He's made a jump. This is legit. Like he's really freaking good now. Um, in the entire preseason or just tomorrow in the entire preseason. That that's kind of what this exercise is for. Okay. Um, six games, 22 assists. It's not even scoring based. It's, it's facilitation almost for a game. I think that's quick maths, baby. Quick maths. Wow. (laughs) That's been my biggest thing with Trey is what does he offer besides scoring? So I'm kind of with you, Nick. Like I want to see what else he does as far as running the offense. What does he do? What does his defense look like? He was engaged a lot last year, but he's a smaller guy. Maybe now that he's bulked up, he can take more of a beating there. I'm excited. 
That's kind of for me. It's like not about running the offense stuff and assist stuff. Like that would be nice, but the Thunder have guys that are going to do that. Like I want to see Trey be more engaged at the point of attack on defense and like really like make a defensive impact. And then the second thing for me is getting to and finishing at the rim. Uh, he he could get to the rim last year, really struggled to convert when he got there. I thought that Celtics game where he really snapped was probably his best game finishing at the rim. And the way he did that was he would get like under his defender and do these like long reached out scoop shots high off the glass after beating a big around the corner. Um, I want to see more of the, I'm going to put this on your effing head, Trey man, like that, that aggressiveness going to the basket still shooting the ball, looking for a shot. That's one of the things a lot of the guys said about seeing from Trey this summer was he was a lot better at the rim. I want to see him use that extra weight he put on defensively and at the basket. That That's what would really start to push me down the path of, okay, he's starting to put it together. That's what I was thinking as well, Jacob. And I forget what I was listening to. It might have been like the Thunder's actual podcast um, where they mentioned like Trey Mann apparently like going in and getting offensive rebounds and, and crashing the boards utilizing that side that new size that we that we saw at media day right like seeing him put that to use because like you mentioned a lot of players when asked about it mentioned trey man as somebody who seems like he's if not taking the leap looks like he's improved the most in the offseason um seeing him drive to the rim being able to finish through contact is going to be huge but something that scotty toot act <laughs> uh sorry if i got that wrong to tact that's probably it uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, caught me act again <laughs> i've mentioned his uh his catch and shoot uh, numbers especially playing alongside like shay and getting when shay is eventually healthy again if he's going to be able to get on the floor and close for this team it's going to he, he's going to be have to improve on things like you guys mentioned his defense, but also the catch and shoot ability when he's playing alongside guys like Shea and, and Giddy specifically. So those are the things I'm going to be looking for. See if we can see some improvement there. I'm not looking at like the stats as much as I am. Like you said, Jacob, some of the more tangibles uh, with that new size. Here's, here's a fun stat related to Trey man. So he shot four and a half threes a game, 39%. Um, I looked this up on stat views. I've not like independent independently verified this or anything like that. So if it's wrong, blame them. Um, can you name over the last uh, couple seasons, the only other players to shoot at least 39% from three on at least four attempts a game. What are the parameters again? 39% yes. from three <laughs> run, run four attempts a game. Correct. As a rookie. Oh, as a, as a rookie. rookie. As a rookie. As a rookie. Do not know. <laughs> in, the la- in the last how many years? I, last couple. I'm looking through the stats. I didn't and There's only a year's one? parameter, and it's like the last three seasons is what I'm seeing. And there's only one guy. Two. Two guys. Oh, dang Two it. Two guys. Dang it. Tyrese Halliburton and Desmond Bain. Oh, <laughs> I was thinking about interesting. under guys. No, I was like, Who there are no Thunder guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Imagine like, I that. think that's, it's interesting. I always like to, I mean, comps as much as you can, but just kind of get giving like a something, something to compare it to. I think that's, it's really interesting. Both of those guys, obviously, um, I think you'd take that, that career development for Trey Mann for sure. 
Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, Desmond Bain is an insane shooter, totally different body. Tyrese Halliburton is mm-hmm. like, it's hard to find a really good comp for Trey. Like a lot of people like to say like Jordan Poole or Anthony Simons. Yep. I think those ones are pretty close. I don't like the Jordan Clarkson ones as much. Maybe yeah. that's just bias because I'm not a big Jordan Clarkson guy. Nick said uh, Gary Trent Jr. like a year ago, and I still think that's pretty. That's interesting. Pretty darn good one. Hey. Well, thank you. Apparently, you can trade Gary Trent Jr. in the first for Shea Gilgis Alexander. So it's pretty damn <laughs> what, good. Dude, what was the one? It was like Cameron Payne was the centerpiece. Oh, Campy yeah. Sarich and uh, someone else. That's <laughs> barely Selva's got mentioned. it memorized. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Three first. <laughs> Nick, have you ever done cocaine? <laughs> That's not even cocaine. That's like shrooms or like something that just makes you. Oh, I, I got the whole thing for you just so we can all just fume together. <laughs> uh, it's a Sarich campaign, Landry Shamit, and two firsts. Oh, Holy shit, God. Landry Shamit. Yeah. Okay, question. God, Shamit. <laughs> question. Would it? Would that deal even get you Lou Dort? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's a good question. Oh, boy. No, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I don't want to shit on people, but that's just fan yeah, fiction. Well, it is. That's like, <laughs> that's worse than Harry Potter erotica, and it's hard to get worse than that. Oh, you wow. know? That was very like, specific. Worse thing. than what? God, you pulled that so never, you ever read some good old Harry Potter erotica, Nick? Uh, no. Harry it Potter sounds like something you'd watch, not something you'd read. With... Holding his, <laughs> clutching his sword of Godric Gryffindor. Oh, no. Hey, we'll find out what's in the Chamber of Secrets, baby. Oh, no. Our Let's next see. of our five biggest things we're looking forward to Expecto in preseason Patronum. basketball. Who plays center? And what does a center rotation look like? There's no Derek Favors on this team. Mm-hmm. There's no Chet Holmgren on this team. I think the only player who, like, on a depth chart has a C next to their name is F-C next to Mike Muscala. <laughs> I don't even know if JRE has the C next to his name for center. Silva, who plays center for this team? And what do rotations there look like? Are we going to see like Usman at the five? What What are your thoughts here? Yeah, it feels like a bit of a puzzle right now. Uh, I think JRE is probably going to be the guy uh, right away. A, a combination of like uh, JRE paired with someone at the four that can help with Rip protection a bit, such as like Darius Baisley or uh, Poku, I think is what we're going to see a lot. Uh, Derek Favors, I thought, was going to get a ton of minutes with Chet being out. So that makes me wonder, are they going to play Jay Will more? Is he going to come in and play center? Or like you said, are they going to throw Usman in at center, which would be uh, strange. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, Mike Muscala played some of that last year, and the offense looked good with him there with, uh, with his stretching ability. Uh, boy. Yeah, JRE, I think, is going to get most of the minutes there. Then maybe we see, I guess, if I had most, to bet. Like, you need 48 minutes right. in a basketball game yeah. with someone technically playing that position. How yeah. many minutes do you think JRE plays there? Oh, wow. How many minutes do you think JRE yeah. just plays? Yeah, I'm looking at how many minutes he got last year. Let's go, let's go 28 JRE. Let's go 10 backup bays. Let's go 8 Muscala and 2. For reference, JRE played 22 minutes a game last year. Yeah. He's going to have to play a lot this year. 
it's gonna happen. The answer is obviously Sasha Killia Jones. <laughs> oh we're all we're all God. missing the big picture right in front of us. <laughs> there's Martin's definitely Chris, someone obviously. out there. There's there's definitely someone out there that tweeted that out when the signing happened. Like, oh, this guy is gonna be the next Thunder Center. This is the answer. Do you guys think Jay? Do you think this this points to Jay Will getting more minutes than maybe we initially thought? I think later so. in the After season, the... maybe I don't see it early though. I don't. Yeah, either. I think he's gonna be on the blue. He looked really rough in summer league. In summer league. Holy cannoli! <laughs> Holy cannoli! <laughs> um, I mentioned this on a podcast like a week ago. I'm gonna say it again. Yeah, you are. Uh oh. Center Poku. Let Center Poku, man. Oh, wow. Can he still minutes there? <laughs> so much. If you're playing alongside like a Baisley or JRE, but like in those lineups, yeah. who do you consider the center? And that's yeah. where it gets yeah. right. interesting, right? And I, I mean, that's what Pressy's going for. We've talked so much about that. They are going to throw out lineups with Baisley and JRE and JRE and Poku and Usman Jang and Baisley, right? Like that's your front court bigs. That's just how this team is built. And no, it's not going to work and always look super great here this season. But the goal and the hope is that two seasons from now, that Poku's continue to get bigger. JRE is big enough that he can do that. Usman Jang uh, can play some some forward minutes, especially on the defensive end of the floor. We even have talked about Josh Giddy being able to defend fours. Um, you know, I, I kind of think that's what the goal is here, even if that results in, obviously, losses this upcoming season. Coach mentioned the other day, Nick, that they are going to leave the center position fluid and they're going to rotate guys in there. I think part of that is for size matchups. Like, you don't want Darius Baisley at center against Nikola Jokic. I mean, you don't really want anybody at center against Jokic because he's going to eat. Or or a guy like Joel Embiid. I think JRE is going to get those matchups where the center is like a very large human being. But by keeping it quote unquote fluid, like I'm sorry, I don't see Mike Muscala starting games this year unless something goes horribly wrong and somebody is hurt. Yeah. The only almost... other options you have there are Bayes and Poku, unless you think Jay Will is taking a leap in yeah. one summer. Yeah. No, I think uh like it thinking about football, a lot of times when a team doesn't have like a strong running back one or receiver one, they do like a by committee. That's what this feels like a lot. I think that's fair. One question before we move on from this one. We're talking like JRE probably starts at center. Muscala get minutes. Poku, Baisley. By the end of this season, is somebody that's not currently on this roster starting at center for the Thunder? By the end of the season? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't mean like an Olivier Sar. <laughs> someone was someone they pulled out the scrap. I'm talking back. like they make a trade hmm. for a guy that they like who can play center and maybe will slot in as like a backup behind Chet next year. Miles Turner, backup big. That's what I was just about to say. Is that Miles <laughs> Turner's music? Uh, I really What is really Miles don't... Turner's music? Something Lego thing, probably the Lego everything is awesome song. <laughs> oh, oh god. god, that is too accurate. Uh, um, I, I think it's plausible. Um, you know, if there's if there's a candidate out there, I know we've we've talked about Miles Turner before, and that'd be amazing if you ask me. 
Um, but there, there are other options out there. I don't think it's like maybe necessarily like a big priority. Um, I think if there's, if there's somebody out there that's in a good situation and there's a trade to be had, I think you, you pull the trigger on it. But once again, just like last year, I don't think the construction of this team is necessarily an accident. And I think it, uh, you know, no matter how good players one through four are, if you quite literally don't have a five, you're going to lose a lot of basketball games. Yep. That's what I was going to say, Justin. I read my answer to the, to this is no, for that very reason. Unless, I mean, again, Presley has left this very vague on purpose, but if the, this Thunder team is able to declare themselves prior to the trade headline, um, meaning that they are solely in contention for a playoff spot. And I just don't see that to be very likely as much as I think they will be, be better than last season. And so for that reason, I, I really don't think we'll see a new center brought in um, until potentially the draft. The the thing that I, the reason I say no also, um, whether it's later in the season at the trade deadline or now, the roster like doesn't said doesn't have a center. Like that's not changing. So if it's not a priority, there's been plenty of time to address it, even after Chet's injury. They've had weeks and weeks and weeks to actually make a move if they really wanted the center, unless there's just like a sweet deal out there. Like, come get this guy for nothing, and you got nothing to lose. Right. Why Why would they wait until the end of the season versus now? They're all about continuity, and like if they wanted that center, they would have gotten them. Flip side, maybe some other teams get into the season and the year doesn't go as planned. And they're not as good, and that's when guys become available, and that's when they can make a yep. make a trade. You know, right. yeah. If they're not it's as good though, they're there. probably not going to trade their young players because that means they're probably building for the future. Unless you're talking like a 28 year old backup big. Yeah, like, like very true. What if Atlanta wants to unload Clint Capella or something since he's a, he's expiring? I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't like that. Let's move on. Uh, me <laughs> Third biggest thing we are looking forward to in preseason. Taylor, you can start us off with this one. After some comments at practice, do we have a Poku Baisley camp battle happening right now? It's interesting because these are two players that we've talked a lot about primarily here over the past month or so as we've gotten closer to this point, uh, training camp, but also just throughout the summer in general. Like these are two guys are kind of on prove it seasons, right? Uh, Poku. I think more so as in, does he get that next contract? Baisley, is he going to get that extension or is he going going to become a, would it be a restricted free agent or unrestricted this upcoming summer? He'll I think be restricted, restricted. next yeah. summer. So maybe, uh, I mean, I, I would be very, I still would be very shocked to see Poku. I know we talked about this two podcasts ago, maybe, or the last podcast. I would be shocked to see Poku start immediately over Baisley. But if Poku truly has taken that jump or has continued to improve as much as some of the players and Coach Dignall have said in training camp, like it could certainly happen. And if that's the case, that does not bode well for Darius Baisley long-term with the Thunder. Um, But at this point, I don't know if it's as much as a competition as much as it is. Like it's interesting to hear people rave or speak highly on Poku and not too much about Bays outside of the rookies coming in saying, I didn't realize Bays was so athletic. You know what I mean? Yeah, some I, of the comments that Coach made about Poku really fascinate high. me, Nick. They talked about he's put on weight. He looks mm-hmm. bigger, especially mm-hmm. in his lower body. Uh, I'll leave that up to your imagination. Um, 
they talk specifically about him like being more efficient and mm-hmm. our offense being more of a connector. And, and coach made the comparison to Draymond Green. He said he's not Draymond Green, but that idea of he's like this secondary creator. He can take it off the rim and push. He can spot up outside, and and when Shea or Josh drive and kick, he can get the ball, catch it, make a move, drive, and that's where he can really get his passing involved on like a second action or short rolling uh, off of a pick and roll, setting a screen, rolling in, catching the ball at about the free throw line, turning and being able to survey and make quick decisions. I don't know. I mean, Darius Baisley has been a good defender, right? Mm. I think Poku's kind of been a little bit of an underrated defender, if the defense really comes around for Poku, I think the offensive skill set is so much more versatile that maybe he does fit in better than a Darius Baisley would. And I think it's also interesting to consider, I think it's up until Halloween that both of these guys are extension eligible. I think that's right. I think both Poku and Baisley can sign an extension through the think, end of October. I think Poku's next year. He he can sign one the third year of his deal. I mean, that's when Shea signed his max extension was year this summer between year three and four. Those are generally just the max guys though that do that. Yes, yeah, that's I mean that's fair. Yeah. That's definitely fair. Um, but Poku I max? think the option is there. No, no. <laughs> you heard it here first. Poku max. I just I, I everything you just said is things that Baisley can't do, like the things that you right. were talking about. Of Dude, when Baisley dribbles the ball, I like want to go vomit. Yeah. See, <laughs> hold your breath and pray to God. That's basically. why I, I agree that there's going to be like minutes they're fighting for because in positionless basketball and fluid basketball, as as Mark would say, a center could be competing with the point guard for minutes, even though they're not competing for the same positional minutes. Like there's there's going to be funky lineups where there might may not be a center, or there's going to be you know a bigger lineup or a smaller lineup. I just still don't even see Bays and Poku as comparable players because I think Poku is like a two three, like a, a guard wing. Whereas I think Baisley is more of a forward backup center. Like I think he's proven based on the comments you just made about dribbling. Um, like I initially thought he would end up being a three, like a, a legit wing. The jump shot would come around, the dribbling would come around. It's just not. So I think he's limited to being a stretch four um or undersized five. And I think Poku is quite frankly neither of those things so i think it's been interesting i think defensively poku starting to become more of a big as far as his rim protection stuff i don't yeah. know he's, Justin, I mean, he's was always, there another point oh i'm sorry go ahead he's, justin he's always had the shot blocking right if he can do that in a little bit more of like a all right i can give you some resistance in the post kind of way instead of like it felt like it was oftentimes you know shutting down drives to the basket or fast breaks or things like that. Like if he can hold his own in a post-up situation um, again, not all the time, not against the Jokic's and and beads of the world, but just like serviceable. That's a huge difference for Poku, right? Like he's not just this kind of spaghetti arm fella waving around on the perimeter doing who knows what, like there's, there's a little bit more something there. So I think it, it will be very interesting to see how that translates. Is this just like a camp talk that we all forget about in a month and it like never translates to actual regular season game. I think that's very plausible, but I think if, if what we're hearing has any merit and is 
is tangible when the NBA season starts, it's going to get very interesting. The minutes distribution between Poku and Bays for Here, sure. Here's here's what uh you just brought up a good point, Justin. We we saw the Poku muscle watch at training camp. Yes, I want to see what he looks like next to another human being on the court tomorrow. <laughs> what I mean? Yes, it really uh, is. Um, like just because Jokic. he's gained eight or ten pounds doesn't mean he's even 20, close to twenty being, pounds. That's what the that's what the roster says. We'll see what that actually looks like. <laughs> Nick was listed as like six three on the Owasso. Yeah, uh... Seriously, were you really? <laughs> no, uh, I think but... I think it was like six one or six two. Incredible. Um, but no, I mean in, until we see, like I think in theory, yeah, like if Poku could actually get strong enough and thick enough yeah. to guard someone in the post, yeah. totally. But for all we know, he could get thrown out there tomorrow and get bodied by DeAndre Jordan. Which is going to be like, oh, this is concerning. The corpse mm-hmm. of DeAndre. No, that's a good point. Yeah. Now, Meek Leak also brings up a good point that I think is interesting here before we move on. Can Poku really play as a connector? How many connectors do we need? Um, my thoughts here is there's a difference between like a connector at Poku's position and a connector like a J Dub or you know one of these these guys who can play both guard and wing positions and can play off ball and on ball. I think the Poku connector is a little different. Just like you said, Jacob, they don't mention it being more of a Draymond role. But what are you guys' thoughts on that? I don't I think, think more connectors is a bad thing. And, and mm-hmm. you, you don't rely on that person every possession, but what it does is you get that fluid ball movement. You like Draymond's been brought up, but like the Warriors are the perfect example, right? Everybody when they put out those lineups, the death lineups, it's they're all connectors, right? Everybody can move the ball. Everybody can play make. Everybody's got good basketball IQ. That's what makes them so versatile. There's not that like black hole on the offense where you pass this guy, the ball, you know, they're either doing one of two things. Like everybody out there brings, brings a little bit to the table. If Poku has that, then I, you absolutely see the merit over playing him over Bayes because Bayes doesn't, doesn't have as much of the connector versatility to his game. He, you kind of know what he's going to do, right? He, he's got a couple moves. He's going to try to drive the basket and dunk it over you, or um, he's going to just pass it back out to the three-point arc. Like, there's not a ton else that you're probably expecting to see from him. And connector doesn't have to be a non-scorer. Like, you can be a connector that also has the ability to score. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Connector to me means you are versatile, can read the floor, and can connect the ball from one place to another place. Yep. Like Jokic is a connector, but he's also like an MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, someone very that much. makes decisions very quickly, like a half second, catch the ball, they can make a decision. Yeah. Thunder haven't had a lot of those in the past, especially no. at that position. You know, I think a lot about Serge Ibaka, not a connector. Yeah. Jeremy no. Grant More of started. The black sh- hole. Yeah. Right. Jeremy Grant started to show it a little bit in the later stages of his Thunder career. Yep. Um, DeMontis Sabonis didn't get a chance to show it off his rookie year, yeah. but very much a connector. We're thinking about things like that, I think, is, is where our minds go whenever we talk connector. Yep. Uh, number four on things we're looking forward to most in the preseason. Nick, you'll start this one. How much do J-Dub and Usman play? 
And do they start? Do they play off the bench? Are they not in the rotation? We talk a lot about J-Dub. I want to talk a little bit more just because I love talking about J-Dub because he's freaking <laughs> awesome. I feel like we don't talk about the guy that t- got taken the pick before him, which is Usman Jang, and kind of what we expect out of him this season uh, and what the range is, what the high and the low is, and what do we expect from him in this preseason and then going into the regular season? Preseason, I think uh, both J-Dub and Usman play a lot and start at least a game, especially like the Sunday game next week is against, you know, some overseas team that, yeah, frankly, that that Josh Giddy should not even play in that game. Let him play a bunch against the 36. There's his old team on, was that Thursday or Friday? And then don't play in the next one. So I think they're both going to play a lot. Um, there's going to be a few games that those guys have a chance to start. And especially with Shea out, Usman's similar to Poku, where people look at him and say, oh, he's 6'10", 6'11", he's going to be fighting for forward minutes. But the dude's a guard. Like, he he could start at the two and be just fine. So, um, I don't know. I, I don't think they'll be out of the rotation in the preseason. Um, I, I think that Usman might be out of the rotation in the regular season to start the year a bit. Um, I don't know. J-Dub, different story. Like, I think we all agree that that dude should be playing from day one. I think what I you, agree with... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was a quick question. Do you guys think J-Dub starts tomorrow? Not no. tomorrow. But like I said, I, I bet he starts... Him and Usman both start one of the first four games. Who does start tomorrow then? Is it Trey, man? Um, it is... Giddy, Lou, JRE... Bays, Poku, Poku. So you're on the the Jacob train. I like that. I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think if it's not J Dub, my guess would be Trey Man. Who you got, Justin? <laughs> um, I I think I am with you, Nick. Actually, I think that sticking with guys who've been around, been in the system. Um, feels like the safe bet for the first game. You know, guys that know what they're doing versus throwing a rookie out there. Um, later games, even by game two, I think that that goes out the window. But I think I think you stick with guys who have a couple years under their belt at least to start the game. You know, yeah. as the game goes on, like does Us get a bunch of minutes? Like totally plausible. See, I to me, as we get later in the preseason, we start to see more of what the actual starting lineup and the rotations will look like versus early on. I wouldn't be surprised if I, God, I hope this does not happen. Knock on wood. I wouldn't be surprised if like Josh sat tomorrow, Hmm. you Mm. know, like that wouldn't shock me. Um, I don't want that to happen. That would shock me too. I'd be shocked in game one from a, from like a marketing ticket sales, et cetera standpoint. I think tomorrow is super important. They probably sit pretty early. Interesting. That was kind of what I was going to go into. Considering it's a game that's only on the app. Yeah. Yeah. I might disagree with that a little bit. But a lot of teams have been like sitting their big guys so far. But I think flip side of that coin, the Thunder are a very young team who are trying to build continuity. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you do play your guys a lot during yeah. the preseason because you don't really care. I, I'm, I go I'm back to less about the app and like how many people watch the game and more about like hype and storylines. Getting people and- into the arena. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. And I, I no, think granted, about tomorrow's not. 
Dag's comments at, at Media Day, one, one of his comments that stuck out to me is he said something like, um, you know, this first preseason game, it's coming kind of early in training camp. And he kind of likes that because sometimes like he gets a little antsy just watching the guys go against each other all the time. That when you get that first game is really where you get to see like, all right, this is what I have. And that's why I think like they're going to want to play their dudes in game one because Diggs wants to see what they have. He wants to see them against another team, get a real kind of gut check of like, all right, what what do the guys on this roster look like? against real other nba competition now asterisk still preseason but i think that that's it's kind of a measuring stick and then i think yeah. as you go on you get more comfortable knowing what you have for the record my starting lineup tomorrow is josh lou jada poku jre yeah that's my like dream that. lineup Dench, i'm sticking Dench with base <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Any more thoughts on the rookies? I'm really excited to watch Usman. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch both of them. I think, I think we'll see more Jadab early on in preseason, as well as more minutes with the actual starters. Um, where I think Jadab, his role will kind of change, like as the games go along. We'll see him some with the starters, but then we'll see him take more of an on-ball approach when he's playing with some of these other rookies and some of these other guys where Ouse, I think is pretty much going to have a, a, he'll get some rotation minutes with some of these other guys as well, but I think we won't see that much more of him until later on in the, the preseason when, you know, you're starting to give guys rest and, and really kind of gearing up for the regular season. So I think J-Dub will see a lot of early or we'll see some of early. Um, his role will change as we get later into the preseason based off who's playing with. All right, number see, oh, 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 go ahead. One more thing. Um, Usman's defense, don't forget that dude can lock up. It's don't gonna be, be surprised. fun to watch. I'm gonna be that will earn I really want to see what, what progress he's made. Yep, yep. Last one, number five of our five things we're looking for in preseason. Just all about Josh Giddy. The size, the shot, the physicality he plays with that we saw at Summer League. JD, just what are some specific things you're going to be watching for that Josh does in the preseason uh, that you're hoping to see that he's grown in? Yeah, for, first thing I'll look for is what does his form look like? Because I think we've seen it in three somewhat variations over the last summer or so. Uh, at the end of the season and all last season, we saw it in one form. Summer league, it looked we could tell he was working on it. It looked different then. Then I feel like it, the, the the summer run they had in LA when it was like the Thunder and Evan Mobley and those guys, I felt like it looked even different than summer league. So uh, I'm, I'm curious since he's working with chip two to three times a day, if it looks even better now, uh, I want to see what his like shot profile looks like. Is he still taking uh, primarily mid range shots and posting up a ton? How much is he looking for his for threes? Like, is he, is he running off screens and trying to catch things and, and really force his shot? Or is he just taking what the defense allows? Um, and I want to see, like, we know he's put on muscle. What does he look like compared to real NBA players now? Because he was kind of dwarfing a lot of the guys in summer league, just bullying people into the post whenever he wanted. Can he do that against larger NBA players? I love I, that I, post game. I Me agree. Too. I think I, I agree with everything you said, Silva. I would add um, two things. I want to see increased ball handling, like, we know the passing's there. We know the vision's there. He he finds passing lanes that are just ridiculous. But there was also a lot of times where like he got ripped coming around the top of the key. 
and in instances like that, it definitely felt like teams were were preying on that a little bit coming over from behind. I want to see that shored up a little bit. I think he'll get plenty of opportunity to do that while Shea is injured. Um, you know, getting to be, you know, the primary ball handler a lot of times. I think uh, seeing that short up is going to be big. And then I'd love to see, you know, with Chip England, everyone wants to see the three-pointer. I want to see development in the floater game. I think if he could add that dimension um, and really hone like a really solid floater, I think that would be just lethal for Deadly because you combine that, or for Giddy, because you combine that with, um, with his passing ability. And I think it gives him so many options that makes him really tough to defend. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I want to see this is on, this is like super specific, but I want to see him shoot a three tomorrow and his leg not kick forward. And he lands square with two feet. Yep. Nothing playmaking can surprise me from him. Yep. I'm not worried about that. I just, the three point obviously is a big one and JD Nick. I just, I can't get over the, the physicality going to the rim that he played with in summer league. I know he knew he was the best guy out there. He was bigger than a lot of guys, but the weight he's put on this summer, if he can play with that. I mean, I think back specifically to Utah summer league where he dunked all over that poor son of a bitch. <laughs> if he can do stuff like that, like if he can be very aggressive getting to the basket and get to the free throw line more, like that's that's huge for that kid. I also wanted to read off some stats to you guys. Uh, I don't know how they go about like coming up with these, but ESPN's uh, Fantasy NBA, Fantasy Basketball, uh, has player projections for next year. For Josh Giddy, and they only have him for some. Like, for instance, Trey Mann doesn't have a projection up here. I don't get that. Hmm. For Josh Giddy, though, they project him playing three more minutes than last year, going from 31.6 to 34.2. They project him to have a, a 1% field goal percentage increase from four point or 41.9 to 42.8. They got the free throw percentage going up by two percentage points. Here's the interesting part to me. Rebounds, they have him going from 7.8 to 8.4. Assists, 6.4 to 8. And points, 12.5 to 14. So they're projecting Josh to be 14, 8.5, and 8 next season. That's kind of wild. That's That's nearly averaging a triple-double. Indeed. Isn't that like... Flirting with all-star status, if we're talking about SGA being an all-star, like I'm not yeah. saying Giddy would, but with those hypothetical stat lines, I mean that's that'd be very that'd impressive. Be impressive. <laughs> I, I mean, want to pick him up in fantasy. That's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's like that's like four or five points a game from what Dejounte Murray did last year. Yeah, mm. yeah, he was an all-star. Good point. It's interesting hmm. stuff. Okay, so our five things we're looking forward to the most, wanting to watch during Summer League, the Trey Man hype, the center rotation, who plays there, Poku versus Baisley, who kind of comes out on top of this two-man like fight for minutes. What do the rookies, especially J-Dub and Usman, look like? How do they play? What is their role? And then lastly, Josh Giddy, the shot, uh, the physicality. 
Meek Leak brings up a great point in the chat. The biggest thing we need to learn from Giddy or see from Giddy is the synergy with Shea. Unfortunately, we don't get that this preseason. And that kind of sucks. That'd be a great time to see mm-hmm. those two synergize together. Yep. It'd be great well, to see Chet Holmgren out there too. The hype mm-hmm. would be. Oh. All right. All Thanks. Right. I don't want to be around anymore. <laughs> All right, gentlemen, any last thoughts before we end this show? The next time we do a show, the Oklahoma City Thunder will have played kind of an NBA basketball game. Just Big thought, wait. but before before we leave, how about this? Instead of asking if you have thoughts, one <laughs> big prediction for tomorrow night. And like I know we kind of led this with Nick, following it back up. Give me like a legit like I think this is going to happen. And it's going to be pretty important tomorrow night. Um, I'm going to go two blocks, two steals from Usman. I like it. Mm, that's fun. <laughs> I was waiting for one of you all. Oh, the rest the rest oh God! I, I'll Taylor go. <laughs> so I think Josh, this isn't um, like super bold by any means, but I think even being the primary ball handler with Shea out, Josh Giddy is still the leading score for the Thunder tomorrow night. I'm gonna say Trey Man doesn't miss a three all night. Ooh. Zero for zero. That's right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say J-Dub has two alley-oops. Is that number two low? Have gone higher. No, I, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. I'm going to say reverse from what I said at the start of the show. I don't think Poku's stat line is going to be like, oh my God, 25, 5, and 5. But I think we're going to leave and we're going to say, he had a Poku solid good. Game. He was he was efficient. He played good defense. His rotations. He had a couple of blocks. Played um, Jokic. Just a, just. It's not the sexy, crazy. He does something awesome, and then he throws a behind the back pass and knocks out Mike Malone on the sideline type of shit. <laughs> but it's just going to be something where we say this guy looks like a legit NBA role player. We need Poku, the player, to transcend the meme of Poku. Yes. I like yeah. that. That's a good way to put yes. it. We'll you know, see. you know how you'll, you'll look at like a established ten-year player, and you go back and look at their their uh, like rookie photo, and you're like, "Holy crap!" I'm not talking like Stephen Adams is a crazy anomaly, but almost every player that's like, whether it's a beard or a new hairdo or just looking older, what does Poku look like? Voldemort in, in 2028. <laughs> oh, oh in the future. Sorry, <laughs> um, Harry Potter on the brain. <laughs> something. I think he looks the exact same. <laughs> he thinks literally the feels right. Maybe more smooth, but looks the exact same. <laughs> I'd love it if he grew a beard. He could. I don't he know look if he like he looked, he looked like Silva. Yep. I want full Chris Anderson treatment, like oh, complete oh, tattooed up, from ankles to eyeballs. Like, give it to me all. I uh, I would love that so much. And it's all like what? Serbian gang tats. Like, sign me. What up. if he came back next season? What if he has like a breakout year this year? Plays really good, gets a contract extension. Next year he comes back, ponytail. Oh my god, <laughs> rat tail even. No, dude. Oh. If he had a rat tail, I would get a tattoo of Poku, like Jedi apprentice braid <laughs> yes. coming yeah. down. Uh, Sold. I'd uh, buy his jersey immediately. Full on Anakin Sky. Yeah, Skywalker uh, yeah. rat tails. 
I love I'd have a blast ones. if I could see a picture of 2028 Poku versus like rookie Poku and it just looks the exact same mirror image. <laughs> Feels like that'd be right. Yep. <laughs> Maybe like missing a single tooth. Dude. What's that uh that weight yes. loss meme that always goes around? It's like the guy, same the picture Alex Jones a month later. Picture where he just read. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, just has a tan in the <laughs> Poku, but slightly uh, more red. <laughs> Silva, play the outro music, please. Hey, thank you guys so much for tuning in tonight. We really appreciate you. We will be back post-Thunder Denver preseason game number one. Yours truly will be rocking that one. Maybe one of these assholes will join and co-host with me. We'll have a good time. Have a great Monday. We will talk to you in like 24 hours. Hit us on socials. Let us know what your big prediction for night number one is. We'll retweet some of our favorite ones. Make sure you sub to the YouTube channel. We're trying to get to a thousand subs before the season starts. That'd be awesome. Hit us up in the DMs for an uncontested hat. I had someone else hit me while we were recording tonight. So get an uncontested hat because they are going quick. Drop a five-star rating for some stickers. And that's all I got. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Until then, and as always, thunder up. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.